on guys welcome back to the real talk podcast um i know it's been some time since my last episode um it's a pretty big hiatus but i promise that i am back you know once a week going to continue our regularly scheduled episodes um you know i just had a lot of family drama and uh you know the national guard thing to figure out and then the whole corona so it's just been very stressful and uh, it's been a wild ride but today i'm joined by my good friend uh fellow patriots fan dalton austin please make yourself known dalton what's going on what's going on you can't you can't announce me as a patriots fan you know that's already giving people a bad vibe about me <laughs> well people have a bad vibe about me as well so you know i just have to bring you into the light as well but um today we're going to be talking about um the nfl season the nba return um and some UFC, you know, the recap of what's going on in the past uh, three, four months, um, the upcoming event this Saturday, and uh, just a whole lot of fun stuff. So, <clears throat> but before we get into that, Dalton, how are you doing today? Doing great, doing great. Happy sports are back. Happy yeah. sports. What sport has you the most excited? Honestly, I've been really liking the NBA right now. The bubble's going crazy. Yeah, elaborate. Play, the playoff, the playoffs are starting this this uh this upcoming week. I can't wait. The series I'm most likely going to be watching. You know, I'm a, I'm a Thunder fan. The Thunder and Rockets is going to be a good one. Hopefully, Russell Westbrook isn't playing in that one. Actually, earlier today, I just got a report from ESPN saying that he will likely miss that whole first round series. So yeah, that that bodes well for the Thunder for sure. Um, I think that's uh, a really good series for Chris Paul as well to get revenge on, uh, you know, James Harden and the Rockets, you know, how they did him dirty and they traded him to Oklahoma. So, and, um, and he, didn't even, he didn't even want to play for Oklahoma when he got there. He was he was hoping for a trade for a contender. Yeah, he thought, yeah, out, or that or get bought out, yeah. And at the start of the season, everybody thought the Thunder were going to be, you know, bottom bottom five team. They're going to have a you know, automatic lottery pick. And here they are, fourth or fifth seed in the West. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, CP3 and the Thunder and Shy Alexander, they they surprised me. I'm not gonna lie. I really thought they were gonna be a bottom ended team. I thought Chris Paul was done, but Chris Paul has proved that he's still a top five point guard in the league. But I think this is where it comes to an end because with or without Westbrook, I think the Rockets still beat the Thunder. Um, it's just James Harden is on another level right now, dude. James, uh, people think that Giannis should win MVP, but I think James Harden should win MVP. He's putting up Michael Jordan numbers, Michael Jordan-esque numbers. He's going insane. Like, you want to talk about the bubble going crazy? He is really going crazy. Like, before and during the bubble, he's just been on a whole other level. Like, I think him, Kawhi, and LeBron are on their own, like, tier right now. So, I, I think hear it's you. a really I hear good you, series. But I mean, yeah, go ahead. But Harden always, always falls off in the playoffs, you know, and – He's a great preseason yeah. player, just like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, something to have an analogy with, like an NFL player, like Lamar Jackson. You know, right. he's a great regular season quarterback, but, you know, when it comes right. to playoff time, things tighten up, you know, things don't always work out. You know, defenses are allowed to be a little bit rougher. Right. We all know that, you know, fouls is a big part of James Harden's game. And without Russell Westbrook, I do think they lose the Thunder. Um, I think I think, I think Russ, is too deep, yeah. and then the, the Rockets are just too small. I think I think Russ is a very big factor if they want to contend for a title, but I don't think they need Russ for this first round series because yes, the Thunder, they have depth. They have a lot of solid guys like Danilio, 
Um, Shy, obviously CP3. You got Steven Adams. Like, they got some solid and, guys. And sixth man of the year candidate, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, that's true. I forgot they had Dennis Schroeder. But I don't think – I honestly don't think that's going to be enough to stop James Harden and that team. You have Eric Gordon. You have Ben McLemore, who has had a resurgent year. You have P.J. Tucker. You have Robert Covington. Like, you just have so many shooters. Like, who – not all of them can guard – them on the on the, uh, behind the arc you know what i'm saying like they just i i just don't see how they stop them from their game plan which their game plan is just to chuck up threes and they're really good at doing that that's how they win games and no one's going to stop james harden i don't care who you put on him. you put andre roberson on him he's not going to stop him. james harden is dropping 40 on his head i don't care what you think like i don't care what you have to say you, you can bring me any statistic like beside like james harden Though he's been pretty poor in the playoffs, his first-round series are usually really good regardless of his playoff performances. I mean, even if he's getting eliminated in the first round, like I think a couple of years ago when he played the Warriors in the first round, I think he got eliminated in five games. But he averaged, like I want to say, 30 points a game that series. So it's not that he's not playing good. It's just he's not playing to what we expect him to play at. You know what I'm saying? But this year I think is different. He has rust that has his back. You know, Russ is kind of known for that as well, where he, like, kind of dips in the playoffs. He's not known to win games in the playoffs. But I think with them backing each other up, it's going to be different for the Rockets. The Rockets are my sleeper team for the finals. Um, I think you have the Clippers, the Lakers, and then you have the Rockets. I don't think there's anybody else in the West that can contend for a title. And I don't. I honestly don't think they need Russ for this first-round series. Like, this is good for them, in my opinion, because you can let rest, Russ rest for the first round and be rejuvenated for the second round, even though they've already had a break, like to, to let him rest his quad is perfect. Perfect. You don't want to overdo it. Like he doesn't have to come back. James Harden can get the job done by himself. I mean, James Harden was by himself. Uh, what was it? Two years ago when he faced Russ in the first round and they beat him in five games with the pretty much the same roster, except they had Clint Capella, but their small ball. Lineup That's a big fact. Proved. Yeah. Maybe, but their small ball lineup has proved to be so deadly since they went to PJ Tucker and they traded Clint Capella. So I'm not really sweating it because I think that's more of a more of a gimmick thing, you know. Like, I mean, the small ball has worked with obviously the Warriors, but I mean right. their supporting cast is way better than the Rockets. Rockets is one trick pony right now. Well, it was it was better. It was. Well, I, mean, it, I mean, it still is with everybody who's healthy. They would they would have won the finals last season if you know nobody got hurt, but. Anyways, that's uh, uh, that's up for debate. That's up for debate. But now that's not even close. Continue. But uh, you know, James Harden's efficiency just drops so so far in the dumpster in the playoffs. Like I said, defenses are allowed to play tighter. I mean, you were, you bring up um, last season against um, Golden State in the playoffs. No, it wasn't last season. I was talking about a couple years ago. Last season, I mean, he didn't play bad against Golden State, but he did have a couple couple. Uh, he only had one game bombs. where he shot fifty percent from the field, and and I don't think the fouls were there either, really. So his, his efficiency. Well, yeah, always, James Harden is not going to get the foul calls. That I think he his efficiency gets in the drops regulars. way down. They don't have Russ. They're the um, Thunder can send long. They got long guards. They got they got bigs that the, the Rockets have no answer for. I just think without Russ, they definitely lose the first round. And it, it, they, I mean, they might win. I mean, if James Harden has an amazing series. But, I mean, um, I think the Rockets are too deep. I mean, the uh, Thunder are too deep, sorry. And I just think uh, it's definitely going to be a good series either way. 
But no, I, I, I will agree with you on that one. You haven't really made any good points so far, but that point I will say you did, you know, it was, it, it was a pretty good, pretty good statement. You know, I think, I think it will be a good series. I think it'll go at least six games without Russ. I think um, this is going to be the only series in, in the league to go six or seven games. All these really? other series are, yeah, all these other series are kind of lopsided. I mean, the, the Pacer series, um, is another one that could be Pacers heat. Yeah, that that could be that could be a good one. But um, I uh, yeah, I'd... Jimmy Butler's back. I mean, I think that I think that's also like that could go seven games uh, unless TJ Warren, you know, he continues to play at the level he's playing. I, 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 I think that man needs to get drug tested to be honest. But <laughs> you were saying? I mean, the last time he played the Heat just uh, just a couple of days ago, he really did. You know, Jimmy Butler, I think I think has has his card. Uh, I like I like the Heat in that series a lot. Um, I like the Heat in five in that one. I think the only I think the Pacers take only one game off of them. But um, well, let me go. Let me go look. Uh, let me go look at the playoff standings because the brackets are pretty much made. I mean, I know the Blazers have one more game to clinch because I don't think they've clinched yet. It's them and the Grizzlies and the Suns and the Spurs yeah, the that all have Suns one more a couple game. Things. I think I think if the Suns win and the Grizzlies lose. Yeah, the same way. They obviously flip flop. Um, um, unless obviously the Pacers win, which let me let me look. I mean, not the Pacers, the Blazers. Let me see Trail Blazers. Let me look this up real quick. Trail Blazers. Um, let me see who they play because I think they have. Oh, they play the Nets. Yeah, that's definitely a winnable game for them. I think. Um, I think that we're gonna see the Blazers versus Lakers first round. Uh, I didn't know the Mavericks were the seventh seed. That's uh. Very interesting. I didn't realize that they were that low. Um, I think that's a really bad matchup for them too. The Clippers, I think, walk away with that very. Oh, very, the Clippers, yeah, they they dogged them the other night. That's that's a very very bad matchup for Dallas. Um, no, I don't I don't think Dallas is ready for that. You know, big playoff run yet. Like they're good. Obviously, they've improved drastically from last season without Chris Stapps, but I just don't think they're ready. They need more time to build chemistry together. They need Chris Stapps to become fully healthy. Um, and I think they need one more guy, like either off the bench or, uh, cause I don't think Seth Curry is playing right now. They need Seth Curry. Um, uh, cause he's, he's a vital bench player. You know what I mean? Like they got Tim Hardaway. Does Tim, Tar- does Tim Hardaway start or does he, is he on the bench? Um, I think they, they mix their uh, rotations out a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty sure, but okay. I was going to say, you know, that's a, that's a terrible matchup for the, for the, um, Mavericks. But if you flip flop them in the sixth seed and they face Denver, I like that. I like that matchup a lot with Denver and Dallas. But um, that'd be a, a better situation for Dallas. But I think Denver absolutely crushes Utah. Um, yeah, Utah. They, they're they're placed sixth right now, but they're not that good in my opinion. They're not sixth place. Uh, they've had talent. They've had a really bad time in the bubble. Really bad time. That uh, I don't think they won a game. Have they won a game? Uh, I don't believe. I think they might have. It was a, it was like a double overtime game or something like that with the, with the, with the Nuggets. So I mean, they played them close earlier, but I think the Nuggets are just too deep. Um, they got Jamal Murray back. He played amazing the last game they played. Yeah, they're um, still missing Gary Harris and um, another guy off the bench. Um, or not not off the bench. Um, he's a forward. Michael Porter's playing for him right now. What's his name? Yeah, he, and he he's he's killing it. Michael and, Porter. Yeah, he's he's going off. Uh, you know, I, I, and I think he's playing how we all expected him to play when he was fully healthy. And like, if you were to give him an opportunity, so I, I can appreciate, you know, Mike Malone finally giving him a chance. 
Um, I think he went to the perfect great. spot, though. You know, when he coming out of coming out of college, when he was hurt, um, I don't. I think if he goes to a team that needs that needs him right away, and, yeah. and thrusts him in the starting lineup right away, I don't think he's at where he's at right now. I think the, the yeah, because they don't they they're not going to give him time to you know learn anything. Like he's just straight up trying to ball. Whereas he was able to sit back, you know, watch how who's the guy that he's subbing in for right now. Um, I honestly don't think they have a guy. They they have so many people on their see. roster. Let me go to the Nuggets roster right now. Let me see. Because they're missing Gary Harris and they're missing someone else. Um, I forget his name, but uh, I know he's solid because he starts, obviously. So, um, but I think, I think, yeah, if you put him in the starting lineup immediately, I don't think he – you know, performs as well as he's performing now because he's had time to learn. He's had time to, you know, uh, develop into the system. You know what I'm saying? And Mike Mullen has a very good system. You know, it's uh, it's it's kind of like Spurs-esque. You know what I'm saying? Because they like to pass the ball a lot. They like to pass the ball a lot. Like their best player, Jokic. And they have the player. They have the players for that, too. I mean, Jokic, he's a, he's a great facilitator. Oh, man. Best, dude, dude, had 13, dude had 13 assists last night against the Clippers. Like, I mean, yeah, how, many, big how, many, man. how many centers do you see leading their team in, in assists? He leads his team in assists with seven seven a game. That's that's crazy. He's the best facilitator big man in, uh, in the league right now. I think he's the um, best overall big man in the league besides, like, Joel. Like, the only thing that Jokic is lacking is defense. And he can definitely work on that. Yeah, he, he does get bullied around a little bit um, by, you know, people like uh, Joel Embiid. But, I mean, he's so crafty. and oh, On he, the he, offensive side? Stuff. Like, he's got everything on the offense. He's got the jumper. You know, he can shoot the three ball. He's got a really good post game. His mid-range is solid. Obviously, he can finish at the rim. His passing, like you said, like it's like second to none as a big man. Like, he's the best passing big man in the league. Um and he's just an overall, like, he makes his teammates better. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, he's a really good leader. And some big men, like DeMarcus Cousins, he pretty much was, like, the Jokic before Jokic, except he scored a little bit more. But, like, you know he could pass the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, I, don't, he, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you there. I think I think DeMarcus Cousins was always that type of guy to, you know, get his first. I don't think he ever really averaged over three assists. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't, like, known to be the biggest passer, but he still was known to be a decent passer. You know what I'm saying? Like, his court vision wasn't terrible. But the difference between Jokic and DeMarcus, besides the scoring output and the mentality, is that he doesn't make his teammates better. Jokic makes his teammates better. Jokic is more of a team player, whereas DeMarcus, like you said, he's for himself. But um, his last full healthy season, he was putting up, like, uh, with AD in New Orleans, he was putting up 27, 11, and I want to say 5. So, as a center, that's pretty damn good you know what i'm saying like that's really really good um but let me go back to the standings right now so let me see uh the nuggets okay so yeah we have the lakers at the one seed clippers at the two nuggets at the three the thunder at the four rockets at the five jazz at the six mavericks at the seven and as of right now the blazers at the eight which i think i think the standings as they are now will stand i don't think like, with Damian Lillard dropping over 100 points in two games, I just don't see how they lose, you know. And C.J. McCollum's adding in with, like, you know, 22 a night. You got a resurgent Carmelo who's giving you at least, like, 15, 16 on decent efficiency with actually better three-point shooting than last season. Um, 
Or the last I think Garrett hasn't rung up yet. That's even more impactful than than Carmelo for that team is Gary Gary. Oh, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, Gary, I Gary think Trent. he's really good too. Yeah, they put him in the ever starting lineup got, actually. Ever since he got to the bubble, he's been shooting over fifty percent from three. Yeah, he's, they he's implemented him. He's been one of the best lineup. players in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I agree. And you got uh, Nurkic, who's been playing really well. Um, you got Hassan Whiteside off the bench. Like I think they're starting to get into their groove, and I think I think. That's another series, like them and the Lakers. Like, you may think it's a wash, but I think that's a really you good. Slow series down there, buddy. You just slow down there, buddy. I don't, I don't see them winning more than one game off the Lakers. I think that's going to go at least six games. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't see how. They who's stopping Dame? Who's stopping Dame? And who's stopping CJ? Who stop LeBron James? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Blazers aren't taking a game. They they might take a game off the Lakers, but with the, the Lakers just have too much depth. Kuzma's playing really good. I mean, AD Kuzma and is playing really good. Two, two of the top five players in the league. You know, the, the Trailblazers have had a really nice season. Dame has been going off lately, but um, I think they get games close until the fourth quarter. Um, but I just don't see how they uh, make that a series with the Lakers at all. I think they make it a series because, one, the Lakers have not been playing good at all in the bubble. Like, they barely beat the Clippers in the first game back without Paul George, without Lou Will. And without Montrez Harrell, they be- they beat them by like two points with AD and LeBron starting, and they had and pretty AD much and everybody. LeBron also had two bad games. And if you think AD and LeBron are gonna have bad games in the playoffs, you know one might pick up the slack for the other. But LeBron James was like five for seventeen or something that night. LeBron James in the playoffs, we all know he's been doing this for seventeen years now. He. Is a one-man wrecking crew in the playoffs. He almost averaged triple double in the finals. You know, he, he did he average goes, a triple double actually. Yeah, he, he goes crazy in the playoffs. I don't I don't see how they how they stop him. I don't see how anybody stops him except for the Clippers. You know, that's going to be if if it does happen in the Western Conference Finals, it will. Be it one hundred percent will. I can already. I think guarantee that's one of the best one of the best series. I think that's the the championship right there. And I know most people have been saying that all season, but. And that's going to be one hell of a series. I So, I know you don't think the Blazers have a chance, but, like, with how they're meshing right now and with their bigs, because I feel like in the playoffs, they're going to take out Carmelo, leave him for the bench. They're going to implement Hassan Whiteside. So, at least one of, you know, one of the other, like Nurkic and Hassan can guard AD, and that will leave LeBron. I think that's how they'll make um, – They're going to the try to guard AD. Rephrase it. They're going to try to guard NT. No, no. Hassan Whiteside is a defensive player of the year candidate when he gets, you know, the opportunity. I mean, we saw in Miami a couple years ago. I mean, I think he can definitely guard AD. Um, People really discredit Hassan because he hasn't been getting the minutes. And because of what happened in Miami, like that whole uh, dramatic situation. But um, I I think he's averaging 30 minutes. He's averaging 30 minutes. Now he is. Yes. Now he is. Yes. But before he was not. Yeah, that, that's all fine and stuff. But I mean, I think you're severely underestimating how good Anthony Davis is. And, no, I, Anthony you know, Davis is the top five player in the league, no I doubt. Don't think, I don't think it's on Whiteside. I think Anthony Davis, you know, even uh, a couple of years ago when he played for uh, the Pelicans and then in the finals, he almost he took a game off the Warriors by himself. You know, I'll, Rondo was playing really good that series, but I mean. That guy, that guy's a freak. I don't well, think, I don't Anthony think Davis isn't—he isn't known to be good in the playoffs, though. That's the thing. Yeah, he's never been really in the playoffs. He's been in the playoffs with the Pelicans, and you know his second best player was Drew Holiday. Now, it's, you know, it, it, now he's on the team with LeBron James and a whole lot of shooters. Around I think, 
Uh, I wouldn't say a whole lot of shooters. They don't have too many shooters on that team. And then Lakers aren't known to be a shooting team. They actually take one of the least amount of threes a game. No, they're on able to shoot. That's huh? what I'm saying. You can't, yeah. you can't leave the. You can't leave those players. You I mean, can't. You can't really you know. leave almost anybody in the NBA open. I mean, if you if you really want to go down to it, but I think this is going to be a really big test for the Lakers to show like if they are capable of you know going on to the finals. Because yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, the other the only other statement that you've said that is factual is that the Lakers Clippers game is pretty much the championship if they meet in the Western Conference Finals, which I think the Clippers have because I just don't see how you know AD's not going to be able to guard Kawhi or Paul George and Paul I, I don't know about Paul George but Kawhi Leonard is most definitely capable of guarding LeBron James especially now a year 17 18 year uh veteran in LeBron James like I think he will 100% be able to guard him and I mean we all know how Kawhi performs in the playoffs Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is Michael Jordan-esque in the playoffs I mean we saw last year like he literally willed that team on an injured knee to a championship you know, by you're himself. Down, you're, down, you're downplaying LeBron in the playoffs here, and, you know, you're hyping up. No, I'm not downplaying LeBron but, because I, mean, I know LeBron's how good LeBron James is. Years, you know, like LeBron, LeBron James is, LeBron James is arguably the GOAT. I'm not saying – he's not my GOAT, but, you know, I know a lot of people have him in the GOAT conversation, which is understandable, and I respect, and I agree. He should be in that conversation. Um, but with all this – wear and tear of how many years that he's been playing and how many times he's been to the finals like it, it it gets to you it gets to you and yes he's had a break and I think this might benefit him like with the whole corona thing with the league stopping like that might actually benefit him and that also leads me to my argument from earlier I think that will benefit James Harden as well because when James Harden performs terribly in the playoffs it's because he's had a long season he hasn't had a break but now with Everybody, this whole break, playing the same amount of season. That, that's, I that's, know, I know, but that, some people, some people aren't built man. for that. Some people aren't built for that, and it shows. Some people aren't built for that, and it shows because some people are really good regular season performers, but then come playoff time, they're nor nor. Bleh, I can't speak. Notoriously bad in the playoffs. A, uh, you know, alas, James Harden um, after the first round. But now with this break, it gives him time to you know, mentally and physically rest. So, and that's why I think the Rockets are really going to do some damage against the Thunder. But the only thing that I give the Thunder is they have home court advantage. And I, I think that's also what's going to be- benefit the Lakers as well. That's what's really going to, you know, propel them probably to the Western Conference Finals is the home court advantage. Um, really? I don't... You, think, you think home court advantage in the bubble when there's no fans is going to really be the factor in that? Mentally, it might. Yeah, I think it might. Yes. I mean, you still have the fans. You have the virtual fans, and you can hear them. I mean, Damian Lillard was literally talking to a couple fans after that 60-point game. He was, like, pointing at him, yelling at him. Yeah. He knew he was talking. He He wasn't talking to no fans, no no billboards. He was pointing at the camera, but he was also pointing at the fans. Oh, brother. ESPN even said it. He was, like, Damian Lillard calling out the fans or whatever. Like, I I saw that headline a couple days ago on Twitter. You know, I think – I think you might have been right if, you know, there's an actual season. You know, Oklahoma has some of the best fans. In Oklahoma fans definitely league, does but, have some of the best fans. But come on. In the bubble, I don't feel, I don't feel like that has a that has an It doesn't have as much an, of an impact as before. No, I agree with you on that one. But I still think mentally on the players as well, it might have a little bit of an impact. 
So what, what what do you think about the about the East? Yeah, I know we, we spent a lot of time on the West. Um, well, let's check the Eastern standings because the Eastern standings are set and they're done. No more, you, you know, Milwaukee no trying and the Magic. Huh? That's, yeah, you got Milwaukee and the Magic. That's that's a wash. That is most. That's probably the the most like like uncontested series in the whole playoffs. The Bucks and the Magic. Um, you have the Raptors and the Nets. I think that's going to be a really good series considering how good the Nets have been playing. Like Karis LeVert, he dropped 27 on Kawhi the other night. You know, even though Kawhi gave him 39, you know, uh, Karis LeVert, you know, he, he's been playing really good. Joe Harris has been fired for I three. Think, I think the Raptors take that in five games as well. I think the Raptors really – I think they do, but I think it's a close five games. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a decisive five-game victory because you have games – you have series that go like four games, but it's like a tough four games, you know, like it all, it comes down to the wire, which I think that series will as well, because I think in this bubble, in the bubble, I think Pascal has been getting exposed a little bit for being like kind of like a one dimensional player. Um, all he has is like the post game and uh, his three point shot isn't that. really consistent. If that were if that were true, I mean the Raptors are one of the deepest teams in the league. I mean you got Kyle Lowry. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. no. They definitely are. They have arguably the best bench in the NBA, no doubt about it. Their team and their chemistry is second to none. I mean, like they've been playing together for I don't know, like their their core has been together for about two to three years. Um, and then you have Mark Gasol, who's a really good defensive anchor who can also get you points in the paint and the uh and. Obviously, he can stretch the floor with his three-point shot. I mean, it obviously, he's not a, huh? It wouldn't surprise me if the Raptors swept him. I'm gonna be honest. They, they they're up on the they're the on the Nets. Lead. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. They definitely they're, they're can. Three-one just... on the regular season, and you know the Raptors just playing really good. Um, they definitely, I, they I definitely like the can. I do like the Nets. The Raptors, the Raptors have the potential to go back to the finals. Like that's that that that's how good they are. All right, because of how deep they are, they have a great coach in Nick Nurse. You know. They're just they have they have a great defense. They're 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 kind of like the Spurs as well. Like they're they're I wouldn't say they're pass heavy, but they all they all work well together. You know they it's definitely they a mesh. team effort. Just like the Spurs back in the day. You know the Spurs had the superstars, but it was always a, a team effort. I do agree with you on yeah, that. Very it, yeah, similar. I mean they're they're very team oriented. There's no like one star. Like I know last year, last year you had Kawhi Leonard and then the team. But now there's no Kawhi Leonard. It's just the team. They all build each other up. And uh, no matter what, like Fred Van Fleet could be having a bad game. Kyle Lowry will step up for him or vice versa. Or, uh, you know, Pascal might be having a shitty game. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Um, uh, he's the forward. Uh, Norman Powell will step up. Norman Powell will step up. Uh, I mean, they have a lot of guys that can create their own shots, but they also, you know, they also look out for their teammates as well. I think they have the potential to go to the finals again. Um, but yeah, they're definitely I think, in a conversation. I think the Bucks are too much, too much. Um, but the, the series I'm looking forward to the most in the East is that second round matchup, the Raptors and the Celtics. If everything goes the way you know most people are predicting it, um, I, I think, I think that. Uh, I think that's going to be a really good series. And in my opinion, I think that will determine who goes to the finals in the East. Because I think, really? yes. Bypassing the Bucks. Yes. Yes, I am. And I will explain why. But first, I'll let you continue. Oh, no. I just, I think, I think the Bucks are going to the, going to the championship. Um, I think they're going to sweep their first two. Um, 
if they play the Heat, there's a better matchup um, for the Heat. Um, they might take a couple games off of them, but um, I think the Bucks going to the going to the finals easily. I think the Raptors and Celtics are a very uh, similar teams, and now they're built very team oriented, not like a star. Jason Tatum's been playing really good, but I wouldn't I wouldn't categorize them in the star category. I would categorize him as um, a star. I one hundred percent would. Um, but anyways, I think um, I think it'd be uh, Raptors Raptors Bucks in the in the conference finals. Um, but I can see Raptors Celtics either. Um, you know, both of those teams are very similar, very close, and they actually played in the bubble. I can't remember what the score was, um, but you know, the, the Celtics beat the crap out of them. Really, but I think without Jason it. Tatum playing well either, by the way, he had yeah, like I, I want to say six points. I feel yeah, yeah. That was that was a pretty bad showing from the Raptors, but um, for the Bucks, uh, you mean? I, I Bucks. feel like it's a, it's gonna be a little bit different in the playoffs. I feel like it's gonna be really yeah. I mean, I, I mean that's with almost anybody though. Like the playoffs yeah. is just a whole different atmosphere. Like the pressure is on. The refs are uh, more lenient with calls. Um, they don't call as much as many things, so there's less free throws. Um, and that's the only Raptors loss in the bubble, by the way, too. Yeah. To who? The Celtics? The, the Celtics, yeah. They've been, yeah. they've been beating everybody. I think the Celtics are the sleeper team in the East. Like, I know a couple years ago we had them, you know, potentially facing off against the Warriors, being a really good, um, you know, matchup against them with Jason Tatum, uh, uh, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward. Obviously, they don't have Kyrie now, but they have Kemba Walker, who is still a star point guard. Um, but I think I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. Uh, I really do because um, they've been able to exploit the weakness in the Bucks, and uh, you have to keep in mind the Bucks—they haven't gotten any better since last year. Like, I know the record won't show it. Like, record-wise, they've gotten worse, but like, pretty much they're the same team. They are the same team from last year, which is a and... pretty good team. No, 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 no doubt, no doubt about it. They definitely have the potential to go to the finals. No doubt about it. Like, they may be the one seed, and I think, I think honestly, I, it, it's similar to. It's similar to the Suns of the early 2000s. You know what I mean? They have, they're probably going to have the back-to-back MVP and Giannis, right? They're the number one seed, and they have the best record in the NBA two years in a row. Same like the Suns in the early 2000s, but they're just not good enough in the playoffs to go to the next level. I really don't think so because Giannis, he's one-dimensional. Well, he's a, he's a great defender, but I'm talking about offensively. Like, all he can do is get to the rim. And when you prevent him from getting to the rim, he has no jumper. He has no way of creating his own shots besides getting to the rim. Like he has his mid range is spotty at best. His three point shot is non existent. I don't think anybody can argue that. I don't think any, no one can tell me that Giannis has a decent three point shot. Like the dude is shooting 24% from three. There's no way you can tell me he has a three point shot. And he's not even confident in taking it either. And with all that being said, Everybody in the league knows exactly what you just said. Force him to shoot, and you'll have a good chance of beating the Bucks. That's what the Raptors all, did last and, year. And the and Raptors have that experience does, from last year as well. All he does when people are trying to stop him to the paint is average 30 points and 14 rebounds. In the regular season, and, yes. In the regular season. In the regular season, yes. But just, we, saw, we saw what happened last year with the Raptors, what they were able to do to them. Granted, they, they don't, don't have, have Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Leonard anymore. They yeah, don't they have do. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was the main like defensive reason why Giannis was able to get contained because Kawhi put that man on fucking clamps, right? Because Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA. But that's you know another conversation for another topic. But 
the Raptors still have that experience. They still know how to beat him, especially from last year. Like, yes, Kawhi Leonard was the focal point of the defense, but they still have Mark Gasol, who is now their anchor of the defense. Pascal Siakam is no slouch on de- on defense either. And I think if they just if they stick to that game plan like they did last year, they can get past them. And same with same with the Celtics. The Celtics did that in the game that they played them. Like they would flood yeah. the paint and force Giannis to take bad shots. One player that you, that the Celtics are missing though is Al Horford. Al Horford was the one, you know, uh, all yeah, on he was Giannis notoriously and, known to lock up Giannis. Yes. And and, and uh, well, even now. they played them. Um, neither of those teams have those players, and I don't think neither of those teams can stop Giannis. And I think the Bucks easily go to the finals. Um, I just don't see anybody stopping them. You know, you're saying the, you know the team, the team aspect. You know, uh, they know how to stop them, but but they don't. They don't know how to stop them without Kawhi. They don't know how to stop them without Al Horford. Um, and Giannis is obviously one of the best players in the league. Probably going to be the uh, the two time MVP. Um, and his his teammates around him are actually playing really good this season. You know, uh, Chris Middleton, uh, Eric Bledsoe. Brooke Lopez, all those guys compliment Giannis. No, they definitely do have a team that compliments Giannis. That's for sure. They built that team for Giannis. Um, um, a lot of shooters. Um, and they got that guy like DiVincenzo that they drafted. He's been pretty good as well. Um, but again, like they built a lot of shooters around him, but that's only going to take him so far. Um, I just, I think they definitely do have the potential to go to the finals. I'm not saying that they don't because, you know, your scenario could play out. You know, they don't stop him, even though they know how to, they just can't, you know, and he just is able to fucking clear through the East and get to the finals. But after that, like, there's no way, there's no way the Bucks are winning the championship. I like, I, I just don't see how they beat the Lakers. And I agree with they you on that. The, huh? Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. Um, you know, I think that's a, I think. It's a terrible matchup either way you go. We we already seen Kawhi guard Giannis, and Anthony Davis is a great matchup. Giannis, he almost you know stands toe to toe with him in every every aspect. You know, pretty much, yeah. And he, I mean, offensively, offensively, he's so much better than Giannis. I wouldn't say so much. I mean, Giannis has better handles, obviously, and he, he, I would say he's faster. You know, he can go coast to coast in in three dribbles. Right. You You don't see Anthony Davis doing that really. Anthony Davis is more you know a post up. Um, you know, he could shoot, he could shoot the three, but that's what I'm saying. Like what I mean by he's so much better offensively, it's just that he has so much more to his game. He can take the ball coast to coast and dunk it or lay it up or draw the foul. He can do the same shit as Giannis, but he has a jump shot. You know, he's not the best three point shooter. I'm not saying he's Steph Curry. I'm not saying his three point shot is even close to Kawhi Leonard's, but I'm saying that he can hit, he can hit the three a lot more then um, Giannis, I think his three-point percentage is like 34, which is not bad. It's below league average, the 36%, but it's not terrible. Um, and obviously his mid-range, like his mid-range is top tier. Yeah, so. I agree with you on, on obviously the shooting aspect, but you never see him, you know, creating his own shot for three. You never see him, you know, th- the primary ball handler on, on the team. Like but He doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, Giannis does – plays offense in a different way than Anthony Davis. This is true. Um, this is true. But Giannis isn't even known to be, like, a great passer either, though. That's the thing. Like, he's no, like, you know, Magic Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I wouldn't pass either if I was seven-footing, you know, could dunk in two steps from the half-court line. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's my that's my both conference uh, outlooks. You know, Clippers, Lakers, and then I, the Raptors and Bucks. I feel like it's going to be you know the one and two seeds on both sides. I know it's pretty bland, but that's just how I would see it. I mean, uh, it's a safe pick. Yeah, I, I see what you're doing. It's a safe pick, uh, and I mean, I respect it, and I can definitely see it. But the only, I'm have the to only other the only other change I could see is you know the Celtics yeah. beating the Raptors. That's I feel like that's going to be. A really I, I, I feel like the Celtics can definitely be I think like I said they're my sleeper team and I have them going to the finals like I think the Celtics are going to go to the finals I think Jason Tatum um Jason Tatum's been on another level this season like I know early on like he didn't you know he people were starting to consider him maybe not a bust but they thought he was overrated but then I don't know what happened he just flipped the switch and bang he's averaging like 29 a game uh from like the second half of the first half of the season and then in the bubble I don't know why, but as soon as he got that haircut, he's been, you know, back back on schedule. So, um, yeah, and then you got Kemba Walker. That haircut was bad when he showed up. Huh? The haircut was pretty bad when he showed up. Uh, Yeah, look-wise and performance-wise. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Um, But, I don't know. The the Celtics are really deep as well, and they have a lot of playoff experience. They have, like, I would say even more so than the Raptors. Um, you can't, you can't, they, you can't overlook the fact, you know, the Raptors, although, you know, Kawhi's not there, have won a championship. They've, they, they have, they, 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 they have, they've ran the ringer, you know, the Celtics never been there. Sure. Really, they haven't been in the deep waters that I, I will give you that. Yes, that is true. But they, I feel like they have a better coach in Brad Stevens than in Nick Nurse. I feel like they have the second best, if not the best coach in the Eastern conference. Besides, you know, like I think I think Brad Stevens and Mike are like toe to toe. You can you can flip flop, um, but I don't know. It, it, it's going to be very interesting. You know, nothing set in stone, so we don't know how it's going to play off, play out. Um, and I'm very excited to see how it plays out, especially with the new atmosphere of the bubble. You know, um, yeah, I'm loving I'm loving just, NBA. Like I said earlier, it's uh, it. it's a totally it's a totally different experience, a totally different experience. Um, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, now, let me ask you this before we move on. Do you think that this season should have an a- ast- asterisk next to it? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think so, personally. I mean, um, you, all, you still got all the top teams. You still got everybody fighting. Um, just like they would be if, you know, it was a regular a regular season with you know, right. regular circumstances. You know, even, you know, they had a little break uh, to, um, you know, keep everybody fresh in that aspect. But, I mean, for the teams like like the Thunder, I feel like the home, the home crowd could hurt them a lot. And it, it could almost put a put an asterisk into their season, you know, um, in that aspect. But an overall – grand scheme of things yeah i don't feel like it's that big of a deal um i don't think there's an asteroid next to it no i think all the players all the superstars are healthy really um everybody's there they're fighting just like they would be if it was a real regular season so no i, I don't I, yeah i i actually i i i agree with that i agree with that point because like you said everybody's pretty much healthy i mean obviously russ just went down with an injury but besides like you know russ like you pretty much have everybody that was expected to play and that you wanted to play be playing. You know what I'm saying? So I think it actually benefits the teams. Um, you know, everybody was able to get a break, you know, mentally and physically. Um, and I think – Sixers a lot, though. 
Sixers really, really hurting right now. It did. It did hurt the Sixers. That's for sure. And I think the Sixers are a little overrated. I'm not going to lie. Like, I've really I, – I know people were saying, like, oh, the Sixers might run the East in a couple years, like a couple years ago. But I was never high, like, on the Sixers bandwagon. Um, I think with Joel – like, you can't have Ben Simmons and Joel on the same team. They just don't mix. You know what I'm saying? Because you I have like both of them. pretty well together. But I feel like they never really had every piece – healthy to him at the same time like they had Al Horford Tobias Harris um Joel and Ben I feel like that lineup right there was tailor-made to beat the Bucks. so it much definitely length. was it definitely was so much linked everywhere and everybody but Ben Simmons can shoot too it's not like you know they're just packing the paint you know I feel like I really like yeah but Joel Joel is known to be more of like a, a like in the, the paint and in the mid-range you know what I'm saying like yeah, he can shoot the three ball, but it's not, like, consistent. It's either, you know, one night he's on or he's off. There's no in-between. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not that's not really his game. That's not what I'm saying. You know, he's a three-point shooter. I'm not saying that at all. I'm right. saying, I mean, he, he's one of the most dominant centers in the league. He can, he, can, he can get to where he wants on the floor, and almost no center can really, can, can really stop him from doing that. I'm just saying I really like their – their lineup coming into the season, Taylor made to beat the Bucks. I I like I, they're before the season came out. I thought they were going to make it to the to the finals. Um, right. But obviously now that you know the, all the injuries and never really getting that team chemistry together really hurt them. Um, well, I I just don't think they have a great bench either. Like their bench isn't as good as it was like last year or the year before. They lost. It, uh, yeah, it's they never lost going Marco to be. Bellinelli. They lost JJ Redick. Like two fucking phenomenal shooters. And I feel like, yeah, their, their bench is never going to be that good with how much money they have to pay these guys, like Tobias Harris. You know, I, I like Josh Richardson a lot, but they paid Al Horford a lot of money. They got Joel Embiid. Um, I feel like um, they got a couple of shooters. Like, Cork Mazda had a really good season this season. He did. He did. Um, he's, a, he's a pretty good shooter. But uh, like I was saying, I, re- I really like them coming in this season. They're my pick. I feel like, if anything, you know, the quarantine really hurt them more than anybody else. Um, we're, they're kind of overlooked now. No way, you know, they might not even make it out of the first round now. But oh, uh, that's that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, you I know, the Sixers, Sixers, Celtics. I'm excited to see what happens because you know, if the Sixers, if they beat the Celtics, then we know that the, the real deal. But if they don't, then you know, obviously uh, they're yeah, gone. I don't, I don't, and, yeah, I don't think anybody has them beating the Celtics. And no, no. Uh, uh, even Al Horford's and... wife came out uh, like a night or two ago when the the standings got confirmed. She was like, "Ah, space, period, yay, period," and then in quotation marks, yeah. it was like "shit" or whatever. She said something like that. Yeah, something like that. But I mean, even even she knows what the deal is. But anyways, let's move on to the NFL. Um, you know. America's America's favorite sport. Um, how do you feel about this upcoming NFL season? Do you think this season also has an asterisk next to it? Um, let's see if the season even happens, really. But, I mean um, – Well, I, hypothetically, if the season happens, because I agree, I think the season might not even come to fruition um, uh, because I, it's I really, not, like, contained like the NBA or, like, the UFC, you know. But, yeah, continue. I don't. I don't think it would be an asterisk on there either. I feel like, you know, a lot of people opt out, but I mean, they came out with a stat earlier. You know, uh, the percentage of people with COVID in the NFL it was less than one percent. You know, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like in the NFL, if anybody, 
keep on top of this, you know, and, and really um, uh, keep it keep it in check enough to have the season go along. But um, I'm really excited for it. Uh, a lot of moving parts in NFL, man. A lot of a lot of new faces and new places, and I feel like that's uh, that's the no no uh, preseason can really hurt some of these teams and some of these young guys. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited, especially for the the Patriots season. I feel like you know they're they're a little slept on this season. I I'm also really excited for the Patriots season as well, um, because we really don't know what's going to happen. I think that's that's exciting, you know, like and, and the, the past- best part. Yeah, be a blessing and a curse. The best part about it is, you know, you have no expect, you have no expectations. You know, yeah, exactly. Like with Tom lose, Brady, you know? with Tom Brady, with Rob Gronkowski, you know, like it was Super Bowl or bust. It was Super Bowl or bust every single year. So I think now with the pressure off of just the Patriots in general, I think that low key might help us as well. Um, but speaking of, you know, new faces on new teams. Did you hear about Everson Griffin last night signing with the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, how could I not? You know, I got I got a couple of friends that are Cowboys fans, and you think, oh uh, yeah, yeah like the David Ortega, yeah, yes, yeah. that you piece they, of shit. You, they're they're uh they're paper champs always. You know, they always got one of the one of the most talented rosters in the league, and you know, come out eight and eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like especially paper, like last year, especially yeah, like last they're year. Paper, they're paper champs. Usually, you know, they haven't won more than playoff one playoff game in more than twenty five years. I'm not even twenty five years old, so um, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a really good signing for them. Uh, they've they've always lacked that interior, that interior pass rush. They got Dontari Poe. Um, he's that's like uh, one of their best DTs in a while. Um, yeah, yeah. For but sure. every, I feel like they their pass rush is really upgraded and. Well, their front seven in general, their front seven in general is just really like it's it's it was okay before, but now like with the signing of Everson Griffin, like you got a guy who can give you ten to I mean, twelve he's sacks. Pretty a old. Year. Yeah, I mean he's he's up there in age, but I mean well, let me uh, see how old he is before before you just start pulling shit out of your ass. Let me see. Oh, he's definitely he's he's definitely a seasoned vet. But I, like I was saying about their pass rush. This this might be one of you know their best. He's only thirty two. He's only thirty two. And Chandler Jones is thirty. I mean, yeah, and, and nobody nobody wanted to sign those guys. I mean, Everson Griffin. I mean, I mean uh, Chandler Jones has been a freak. He's a freak. You know that guy. That guy's a great player. I'm 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 still mad that the Patriots let him go. Uh, yeah, looking back uh, on it, like at first I wasn't too upset because that's what Bill Belichick does. But looking back, you know, he he could have been vital for a couple. Uh, you know. Playoff games or <clears throat> Super Bowls, you know, with uh, the <clears throat> Eagles, but um, yeah, that that, that could have been one game. But I'm um, yeah, but going back to the Cowboys, you know, this is, this might be their best pass rush since they've had Demarcus Demarcus Ware. Yeah, you know, back, yeah, back for sure. This uh, Dak and the Cowboys have everything set in front of them. You know, they have one of the best rosters in the league. There, there's uh, no excuses. There's literally no excuses for them to be, you know shitty like last year and the year before like there's there's no unless they're barring some injury let me knock on wood so i don't you know jinx it there should be no excuses as to why yeah i'm not an asshole like that (laughs) i'm not an asshole even though i fucking hate the cowboys and david you're a piece of shit for liking the cowboys um you know I, i i don't wish injury on anybody Unless, like, you know, they deserve it. Like, you know, Michael Vick, you know, if they kill dogs, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, people like that. They deserve to get fucking injured. But besides that. He did his time. He did his time. 
I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, if he does, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get what I'm trying to say? So, but I don't wish injury upon anybody, even if I don't like the team. So, um, but barring some sort of freak injury, um, the Cowboys have no excuse. Like, this is their year to win the division. Like, they, they, this is a make it or break it season for me. I mean, they have Dak Prescott back. You know, they tagged him. Um, You know, they have Zeke, who I know a lot of people say, he didn't play well last year, but he played okay. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he didn't have that 1,600-yard season like he did in his rookie year. But he, he's still a solid back. You know what I'm saying? And this year, I think with the time off as well, like, I think he's going to come back rejuvenated to give you, like, 12, 1,300 yards. I, you're going to see a really good Zeke this year. And uh, it also gave their offensive line time to heal up. You know what I'm saying? So, I think, I think this year, this is a make it or break it for the Cowboys. Definitely. Like they have I mean, and, and we're no not, excuses. We're not, I'm not overlooking the Eagles here. The Eagles have gotten better almost in every aspect. No, 100, percent 100. percent But it's the, uh, like you said, the Cowboys are the paper champs. You know, like on paper, they should go to the Super Bowl. Um, definitely, they have. There's no holes. Maybe, maybe a, uh, the corner spot is lacking a little depth, but there's no holes. Yeah, Cheeto, Cheeto is a little overrated. Cheeto is definitely a little overrated, but. Um, besides that, you know, they have solid safeties. Their front seven is really good. Um, their offensive line is still, you know, top five, top ten. It's still really solid. They have Dak Prescott, who's coming off of a career season. You have Zeke, who is still, you know, a top five back when healthy. Um, you have Amari Cooper. You have uh, Michael Gallup. Um, uh, who's their tight end? I forget his name. What's his name? trying to think they have a solid they have, tight end, a, they have a couple on Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz really yeah good. thank you Blake Jarwin yes yes they have a they, you know like their receiving core is like I wouldn't say it's top tier but it's definitely up there it's a it's solid definitely top tier. I mean they have three you know when you spend the first round pick on CeeDee Lamb you expect you expect big things that's the first true round, they did draft CeeDee Lamb that's they, right they first they did draft Lamb. and Michael well, Gallup coming off a thousand yard season and then yeah. Mark Cooper they got they got definitely a top tier Receiving core, that's for sure. I, well, I wouldn't jump the gun on CD Lamb yet. He's still an unproven rookie, but even I know if what even you're if he even if he you know is a, is an average first round pick wide receiver, you know he gets six hundred yards. That's uh, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting yards, like six to eight hundred yards, five he touchdowns. Does that? He's a third receiver. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. No, 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 no doubt. Receivers on his team. No doubt, no doubt. Um, and but yeah, there's no excuses. There's no excuses. Absolutely no excuses. If they – and they just got Mike McCarthy as well. They have a better – they just upgraded a head coach as well. They don't have shitty Jason Garrett anymore. They have Mike McCarthy, Super Bowl winning head coach, has Thank that experience God. in the playoffs. Thank God Knows how to take a team to the next step. Huh? Thank God the Giants got Jason Garrett. But, yeah. You yeah. Guys, but... <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. You know, the Giants, Super Bowl 2020, you know. But, um, no, the Cowboys are definitely slated to win the division. Um, especially on paper, but we'll see how we'll see how closer. it plays I think out. It's closer than you're than you giving credit. Like I said earlier, you know the Eagles upgraded. Really, I mean, I don't know why they went out and got Jalen Hurts at that spot in the second round. But, I, um, I think that was kind of stupid. But at the, actually, no, I would say it's stupid I mean, Carson because Wentz Carson Wentz. Wentz yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was gonna, yeah, Carson Wentz is pretty injury prone, sadly to say. I mean, knock on wood again. Hopefully, he doesn't get injured, plays a full season because when healthy, you know, he was putting up MVP numbers. So we'll see how. Uh, We'll see how this next season plays out. But I would say that it, it was stupid, but actually I think it was kind of smart, you know, for insurance. They don't have Nick Foles, so 
I mean, you, you know, you got to have insurance, you know, like with the car and everything. You, you, you got to have that safety, that, like, feel like, you know, feeling of safety. Safety, as you said, I feel like they could use that pick, uh, that's a grounder on, on a safety, actually. Because, I mean, they lost Malcolm Jenkins. That's true. They, Malcolm Jenkins is a saint. That's true. Yeah. Their safeties, they're, they're having to play Jalen Mills the safety this season. They have him lose. Really? They, I didn't they, know yeah, that. They have, Jaylen, they have Jalen Mills the safety. Uh, on their depth chart, um, and him and Rodney McLeod. I feel like they could use that pick on a safety, but like you said, you know, uh, Carson Wentz has never been healthy a full season, I don't think. So um, backup quarterback is not the worst investment. Um, they did get Darius Slay in the offseason. I was going to say that's probably their biggest acquisition this offseason. Yeah, I, they lost, I, they lost I wanted, a couple I wanted... Huh? They lost a couple linebackers. Like, uh, I don't think Nigel Bradham's on the team anymore. I don't think no. uh, Gruger Hill is on the team anymore. Nope. Um, nope. They lost. They lost some on the on the in the front seven, um, but but that, I feel like they recovered a little bit nicely with uh, with uh, Darius Slay. But uh, if they were that confident in Carson Wentz, I feel like they should use that that uh, pick that they picked Jalen Hurts on a safety. You know, help out the sure up that back for end sure a bit, for but, sure sure up that um, secondary for they, sure. They did get Kevon Wallace from Clemson. Um, you know, he he's okay. We'll see. Time will tell, obviously, on all rookies, time will tell. But, um, yeah, I, I like the Eagles roster, and I like them uh, a close battle with the Cowboys this season. The Eagles, for the past three years, have had one of the NFL's best rosters on paper as well. Um, and, obviously, they capitalized one year. Unlike the Cowboys, they actually won the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> granted, I think, you know, if Marcus Cannon would have done his fucking job, the Patriots win it. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, congrats to uh, Brandon Graham. You know, it was a phenomenal play. Uh, but, you know, history is history. The Eagles won that Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, other than that, they've been okay. And I think this year, uh, I think they're still just going to be okay. Um, unless they make another big, you know, acquisition uh, before the trade deadline, I just don't see how they beat the Cowboys. Um, on paper, at least. On paper. But who knows? Maybe they win the division because, you know, Washington is in turmoil. The Giants are still rebuilding. Like, they're still trying to build their young core up. So, I will say you are right that it is going to be a battle between the Cowboys and Eagles. But as of recently, the Cowboys have been favored in that matchup. You know, they've won more than the Eagles have beaten them. So, um, you know, I, I, I just don't see how the Cowboys don't win the division this year. Like, they had so many opportunities, even though they went 8-8 eight and eight last year or 7-9, and nine, whatever they went last year, like some shitty record. They still had an opportunity to win the division, and they choked. This year, there's no excuses. I just don't see how they choke. They cannot choke. They just cannot. They had a chance no... to the division because half the Eagles roster was hurt. You know, they're playing out there with Greg Ward and stuff. I'm not, I'm not an Eagles fan in, at all, but, right. it, it, you know, the Eagles were, were – in severe um, injury uh, purgatory last season, you know. Um, yeah. Everybody's back healthy. Everybody's got no no preseason, you know. Everybody's got a long break. That, I mean, Which I, I, like, I feel like that benefits the veterans as well. I, I, I really do. And definitely. I think that also benefits us, as in, like, the Patriots, just to get a little off topic because, you know, we're a team full of pretty much veterans, you know. So I think that actually benefits us as well. But go ahead. One, one, one uh, building upon the Patriots, I feel like, you know, every team with a new quarterback is obviously hurt by this in some way or fashion, even though that quarterback's a veteran like Cam Newton, you know, timing with your receivers and the playbook of the Patriots and Josh McDaniels is not easy 
at all. And Cam no, Newton not has at all. been, you know, known to run the most um, uh, complex offenses, if that makes any sense. But no, it does. 100%. Uh, um, that timing, you know, with players on the team is definitely going to be hurt by this, um, even though he is a veteran, like I said. But, um, yeah, I, I don't – going back to the Eagles – with this long break and no, no preseason. I feel like Jalen Rager, like new receivers on teams like this, on uh, teams like Eagles with an established group. I feel like they're going to have a slower um, acclimation process in this. Like uh, I don't see Jalen Rager doing much of anything this season, really. Uh, They have, they have, you know, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz. I don't see him really acclimating in the offense fast enough. And he might, um, or Carson Wentz even having that trust in him like he does all these other receivers he's played with so long. Um, right. Yeah, I feel like in that aspect, the new guys are definitely hurt way more than the uh, the veterans in that aspect. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see what you're saying. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it really depends on the situation. Um, because, yes, they may not – be acclimated but like with the whole Tampa Bay situation with Tom Brady going to Tampa like even though um there's no preseason like you still you still have an opportunity to get to know your teammates and work out with them he's been working out with I mean that's pretty much everybody on the offense that's a different beast you know Tom Brady's gonna put the time in no matter where he's at no matter who he's with you know Tom Brady is definitely gonna acclimate himself and you know the Tampa Bay's giving him full reign to do whatever he wants it feels like he he's making the roster decisions I don't think they sign LeSean McCoy. They don't have Tom Brady on the team. You know what I'm saying? But they uh, definitely don't sign Rob Gronkowski. Oh, 100. percent And I don't think Rob Gronkowski comes out of retirement if you know he's still on the Patriots. But um, yeah, I feel like the, the certain players in certain situations it, it affects them differently. But Tom Brady, uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be acclimated. He's gonna he's working right now. You know, getting getting with his team and stuff. Um, but the young guys. And, you know, people with legendary work ethics like Tom Brady, you know, it's not going to affect them as much, no matter if they are in a new place, like you said. Um, but talking about the Bucks, man, that's going to be one hell, of a, one hell of a team, one hell of a vision to watch this season. I think uh, uh, bold prediction, even though they haven't played a game yet, I think they win the division. Uh, you know, I, I think they win the division as well. They have a lot, of, a lot of talent. But, I mean, the Saints, the Saints have been – Obviously, the only threat in that division is the Saints. Um, yeah, the Saints, I don't think so. Yeah. The Saints keeping that core uh, together, really. Uh, they got uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, they've added a couple players. I really like their team. I really like that matchup with the Bucks. That's going to be a hell of a game. I think that's going to be one of the most contested rivalries in the NFL in an upcoming season. Um, besides, like, maybe the 49ers and Seahawks or, you know, the the Packers and the Bears. Um, like, I think that's probably going to be, like, the matchup that everybody needs to watch. I feel like that's going to be um, a high-scoring high game as well between those two teams. I think, I I think it definitely has the stop. potential. I think it definitely has the potential to be. But I just want to note that Drew Brees, second half of last year, played like a below average quarterback so hopefully with you know this break it'll give him time to rest and he'll be able to perform throughout the whole 
excuse me, throughout the whole season. But I don't know if I'm the biggest believer in Drew Brees anymore because I know he's like Mr. Consistent. You know, he he performs when you need him to perform. Um, he puts up the big great, numbers. No doubt. He's all time great. Um, yeah, he's the top five quarterback of all time, in my opinion. You know, the only thing he doesn't have is an MVP on his resume. Like he has the Super Bowl, he has the MVP, he has the the all time and stats. You know what I'm saying? Like he has the stats to back up. You know, to being one of the greatest. Um, the only thing he doesn't have is an MVP, and um, it's just there's no way he's gonna get it now at this point in his career. Um, but I, I I don't know though. I don't know if I'm the biggest believer in him anymore. Um. You know, not last a, not year really. Built, not everybody's built for the forty plus. You know, he, he's he's over the forty hump. You know, you know. Yeah, Father <laughs> Time Brady is here. catching up to him more than it is to Tom Brady. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom Brady didn't have the best statistical season last year, but I feel like you know and I know that Tom Brady is capable of putting up a Pro Bowl season next year, um, especially with that offense. It's like what he had and to yeah. deal with in New England. His weapons are pitiful. no one could get open, and he had to force passes. You know, the stats don't show the whole story. Playing with Marshall Newhouse as your left tackle, you know, your fullback's out for the season, your center's out for the season, Sony Michelle's out a couple games, Edelman's hurt, you know, nobody. Yeah, he's playing with injured ribs, uh, injured ribs the whole season. They can't you have run the no ball. other receiver besides Edelman that can get separation. They don't have a tight end like they usually do, you know. They can't line up in I form. They don't have a fullback. You know, it, it was very hard to watch. And the, the play calling teams. was a little spotty as well. Uh, I disagree with you on that. I know we've talked about that before. Um, I feel like their play calling and Josh McDaniels is the only reason why they won as so many games as they did. I mean, obviously the defense played outstanding. Yeah, it was on a historic level. But, I mean, um, they don't get there without Josh McDaniels and, you know, calling up. They ha- He has to create the plays, really, because his players, they, they just weren't built for it that season. You know, they're, they're hurt. They're not – they can't do it like they could do in previous seasons. And we lost a couple guys in the offseason, you know, like obviously Gronk. Um, and Definitely. I mean, and, you know, Antonio Brown only played a couple of games. You know, Josh – He, he Josh, played one game. He played Josh, one game. Josh Gordon, you know, he, he had the – We lost him after a couple of games. Uh, Philip Dorsett, we lost him the injury, and then he obviously left in the offseason. Yeah, so I mean, it it was a bad it was a bad storm of uh, unfortunate events for the Patriots last season, but uh, I'm optimistic about this season. Definitely, I think uh, I think depending on how Cam plays, uh, and I I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I think that we have the potential to win nine games at best, nine. Um, but I think that's I think that's our ceiling as of right now because like you know we don't really have the chemistry yet, um, and you know obviously we don't have the offensive weapons that we did like even a year ago, um, and it really depends on like how healthy our O line is going into the season because if we have a healthy O line I think Sony Michelle is going to do damage I think that you know, Cam will also be able to benefit. It will give him more time to make smarter decisions because, you know, Cam isn't really the best decision maker. But um, I feel like, I feel like, it, like yeah, like you were saying, yeah. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, if we're able to get the run going, like, you know, the run game going, I feel like we could win nine games and maybe sneak into a wild card maybe. Um, that's like, I think that's our ceiling. But our floor... I think I think we have to win at least three games. You know, like we, I feel like oh come I on. feel like we definitely huh oh come on. Bill Belichick's never gonna win less than seven games. 
I mean, come on. And it's true. You give him a toothpick and a fucking cherry, and he wins seven games. Three. I think. I think you're a little low on the ceiling as well. I mean, in an offense like that, I mean, Tom Brady. You know, Cam Newton's almost an upgrade in an offense like that. Um, yeah, because he's able to run the ball. He's able exactly. to make plays. Yeah, out, outside of the pocket. Yeah. No. I, I. And I think that's why I'm a little more optimistic as well because it's a new look for our offense as well. No one's gonna like. No one knows what to expect. You know. So. Um, we did sign Lamar Miller a couple days ago. Uh, I did see that. I was yeah. very happy about that. I think that's a really good compliment to Sony as well because I think Lamar Miller isn't done yet. I think he still has another good season left in him because he was a Pro Bowl running back with the Texans, you know? like, I, And that was only, like, what, two years ago? So, uh, and he's not that old. And with the healthy O-line, like, he could definitely put up some decent numbers, you know? Yeah. He could be like a uh, – like like a, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. We had him a couple of years ago. Um, he could be like our um, Deion Lewis, but I mean, he's yeah, a our bigger, Deion Lewis. He's a little bit yeah. bigger than Deion Lewis, but uh, um, Tony Michelle has never been healthy full season. So I feel like that signing right there, having a running back, you know, not James White because obviously we're not going to hand the ball off to James White. No, no, um, having yeah. having a running back like that to uh, be there. And fill the shoes of a you know the the two down back the first two downs where we're gonna you know line up an eye form you know have all different types of uh, formations I and mean, we we don't know what the offense is gonna be like this season but having that flexibility and knowing Sonny Michelle's durability issues I feel like uh, that was a really good pickup for the Patriots. I thought uh, it just adds depth and it um you know it, it adds security so I yeah no I agree I'm I'm really happy with that signing. Um, I'm really, I'm really disappointed with our offseason, though. You know, we lost Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins. I'm really upset about the Kyle Van Noy, though, because, um, you know, his tackling was second, second, like second to none. Like, it was top tier. I mean, he, you know he, had like, he had a great, great season. He's a great, great player. I'm sorry. Well, he, he, not only did he have a great season, but he's had, like, for the past three years with us, he's had over, like, 120 tackles each season. Yeah, I feel like his utility is severely overlooked when people talk about one of the best linebackers in the league you know he's not, i don't think he's ever going to be in that conversation but no I mean, not his, at all but i mean his utility being able to do literally everything that you're going to ask he can rush the passer he can cover he can tackle he can tackle for a loss like he he, he can do it all as a linebacker he did his job that's perfectly. definitely somebody and, you want on your team for sure no matter yeah. what team you are you know, players like that that can do a- anything you ask of them and do it at a high level. He's he's going to be severely missed in New England, uh, definitely. Uh, definitely by me as well. Um, Jamie Collins, though, you know, with the Browns, he wasn't really you know the same All Pro player that he was with us uh, his first run in. Like when he was with us, I had him as the best linebacker in the league. Um, I don't think there was any question for me about that. I thought I genuinely believe that he was the best linebacker besides like maybe at a time, uh, Luke Keekley or like a Bobby Wagner. Like I thought he was in that conversation. Um, but then obviously with the Browns, his career kind of like took a dip, but with us, he had a resurgent year, you know, like he played really solid. Like he did his job and did a little extra, you know? Um, so I was sad to see him go. Um, Dante Hightower opting out. We're not having. A, we're not going to have him this season. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that either. I I was not happy about that. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do with uh, our linebackers. That's but the I'm one happy thing. To see the you know the young guys. We drafted a couple. Uh, Josh Uche from uh, Michigan. We drafted him pretty early. You know, really? He, 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 I didn't really pay attention to the draft that much, so I didn't he, really know. He's who he's, a, he's another utility guy. He's you know six three, okay. two thirty. 
You know, okay. he, he he's a he's good at rushing the passer. He's 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 one of those utility guys. Like I said, you know, he can do anything you ask of him. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see what he's going to be like this season. Juwan Bentley, he was out last season. Um, I did, yeah, yeah. He, he's, yeah. he's going to be a fan of him. Definitely uh, a fan of him. He's one of those big linebackers that the Patriots love. You know, he's yeah. He's six two, two sixty. You know, he's he, he and he's he, fast for he, that size. Yeah, he, he's a pretty gay, big guy. And and Anthony Jennings from the from the um from Alabama. You know, he's he's a good pass rusher. He's going to be our outside linebacker type. Um, I've, a lot of young guys that could be able to step up for the Patriots this season. The linebacker definitely not going to have the expectations of last season. You know, with Dante Hightower. Uh, Jamie Collins and Kyle Van Noy, those three are going to be very hard to replace. But I feel like yeah, that was like the Steel Curtain 2.0 with them. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I I agree. It's going to be hard to fill those holes, fill those shoes. But uh, I think with this just this whole season, like just you know, with without like expectations, it's it's going to be exciting to see what develops and what occurs from. Uh, the darkness, I guess you could say, because we're we're like in a dark spot right now. You know, like we don't know what to expect. We're in the dark, but once everything comes to light, it's going to be exciting to see what happens. Um, so let me get your on each division winner right now. I don't want to go into like playoffs. I want to save that for like another episode later on right. down the line, like once right. you know the season starts. But who do you think wins each division? So let's start with the NFC East. Who do you think wins? NFC East. I got – I mean, I got the the reigning champs in the Eagles. I feel like they're going to do it again. I feel like – Really? Uh, yeah, I feel like – I mean, they've upgraded in the spots they needed to upgrade. They got all the weapons now that they need. And, you know, if Carson Wentz doesn't do it this season, you know, Eagles Eagles fans like to blame it on everybody but Carson Wentz. You know, it's the same thing in, in Dallas. Everybody's going to blame everybody but Dak for not winning. You know, these 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 those two teams are very similar and where they're at right now. And – um, they're kind of middle of the pack, you know, eight and eight type teams last season, and they have big expectations this season. I feel like the Eagles do to get it done though over the Cowboys, and I was going to hurt some feelings. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely like the is. in that division. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, but I, I do, I will say, I do see where you're coming from. Another very, very well put statement. You haven't had many of those this episode, but uh, very well put. Um, I think. I think there is a possibility that the Eagles win the division um, because they've been there before, you know, uh, when healthy, you know, they're primed to take the division and going into the season, they will be healthy, you know, but I don't know, just on paper, I just don't see how the Cowboys lose that division. I just don't see how they give it up. You know, they have everything going for them. They've upgraded on offense. They've upgraded on defense. They've upgraded with the coaching staff. You know, Um, they have Kellen Moore back as the OC again, uh, they just got a Super Bowl head, a Super Bowl winning head coach in Mike McCarthy, who has had to deal with a lot of talent on his offense, uh, especially uh, like Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's had to—I wouldn't say deal with, but I guess you could say deal with because Aaron Rodgers is kind of a diva, and he won't have that in Dak. Um, and Zeke has actually been pretty cool the past like whoa, year whoa, or two. Whoa, whoa. You so. just called Dak not a diva? Not, called, not on, not on the Dak level. Not, not a diva. Not, not on the level of Aaron Rodgers. No, the guy just the cried to it. This guy just cried to America and put us over on Twitter because he didn't get forty million dollars over. You know what I'm saying? The guy, yeah. Oh well, he's, I mean, you're, take, you're taking diva. what I'm saying out of context. You're, you're taking what I'm he, saying out of context. There, there. Look, he definitely is a diva, but in his own way. I just meant like as a team, like when he plays, 
he's not a diva. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a very yeah. coachable player. But, yes, he is a diva for wanting to get overpaid drastically. Is he worth $40 million? No. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, Dak Prescott could tell me right now in my face and be like, yeah, I want to get paid $40 million. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm saying, no, get the fuck out of my office. All right. Uh, he is not worth $40 million. He's probably worth, at best, $25 million a year. Yeah, but all these young quarter they're going to get, they're going to try to get as much as they can. I don't blame them. For I know. It. I don't, I don't yeah. blame, I don't blame it. Well, one bit. I don't, but they're definitely yeah, he, trying he, to get he as wants much to can. get the bag. He wants to get the bag. And totally the Cowboys understandable. The Cowboys don't think he's worth that much either because are they would have signed it a long deal already. They just franchise. Well, Jerry Jones, too. Jerry Jones, uh, let me give credit to Jerry Jones. He, uh, even though he's very old, and he can be uh, pretty senile. He is very, very smart when it comes to negotiations. Like, you know what I mean? He's like kind of like a Donald Trump-esque character when it comes to negotiations. Um, yeah, the guy definitely rides for his players. I'll give him that. You know, when yeah. he had that big ordeal, you know. with the, the But he's also smart and calculated. You know? He's also smart and calculated about it as well. And I think right. he doesn't want another – you know, another Tony Romo situation where you have a solid quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Like a pro bowl caliber quarterback who can give you the numbers, who can win games, but then it doesn't translate into wins in the playoffs, you know? Um, And I mean, as of right now, that's pretty much what Dak Prescott is, you know, Um, granted Tony Romo was known to uh, try to make the big play, you know, make those big throws, whereas Dak Prescott isn't known to make like any mistakes, you know, he's more of like a calculated passer. He's more of like a game manager, uh, up until last year, obviously last year was a breakout season for him, but uh, that I mean, regardless, he's again back to my point. He is not worth forty million dollars. Like I don't give a fuck who you are, what you tell me, what stats you show me. Uh, you know, uh, he's not worth it. I don't think there's any quarterback in the league worth that much besides Patrick Mahomes, and uh, even then, like that's just an absurd amount of money. Um. But, yeah, no, Dak Prescott is not worth that much. But, anyways, a little off topic. Um, yeah, no, I, I just don't see how the Cowboys lose, though. I just don't. I just don't see it. Like, they've done it in the past where they've given up the division, even though the division was theirs to take on paper even before the season like they were predicted to. Like, this season, they have everything going for them. Everything. There is no holes besides maybe maybe a safe, maybe at safety. But even then, like, their safeties are solid. Um, their offensive line is now healthy. Granted, I don't think they have Travis Frederick. Um, no, I think he, he retired. No, yes. Yeah. You're, you're retired. I think, I'm pretty sure he retired. But um, didn't they sign a guy or they drafted a guy that was pretty solid? Uh, they got uh, Beatez from uh, Wisconsin, I believe. And uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I know he was one of the higher-rated centers in the draft. Yeah, so, he's, he's definitely not. Um, he's not, he's not going to be a Travis Frederick. But, I mean, with the supporting cast that he has around him, uh, you know, Zach Martin, fucking Lyle Collins, um, uh, what's his name? The tackle, the other tackle. Tyron Smith, yes. Tyron Smith, yes. Like, you have that supporting cast around you. You're bound to, you know, get uplifted by them, you know? Um, and with their with their offensive line coach, I just don't see how he doesn't perform well. Um, but, yeah, no, they just have a healthy O-line. Um, everybody's coming back healthy. And they added guys. They didn't. They lost a couple guys, but they they replaced them and actually upgraded. Because I know they lost um, Byron Jones, their slot they, receiver Randall Cobb, but yeah. they just upgraded probably with CD Lamb. Right. So, um, I, 
yeah, no, and, and and they have their and they have their uh, running back, they, their other running back besides Zeke. What's his Tony name? Pollard. Tom, yes, yeah, yes, he's really, he's really he's good underrated. as well. He's underrated. Um, sure. That's someone that we haven't talked about at all. Um, I mean, he's kind of like their James White type back. You know, he can do it all. He can catch. He can run. He's he's um, definitely a better runner uh, than James White. He's not, no, like, yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not the no doubt, no doubt. James White is, but I mean, if you get Tony Pollard in space, that uh, he can definitely. He's definitely an make electric player. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely he an definitely electric player, and uh, I really like I really like him. Um, yeah, they're, I mean they're deep, but like I said, you know they're the, very deep. I, I think they're the Eagles are d- just as deep. You know, I mean Eagles got you know Zach Ertz, Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson. I just feel like the Chester. Eagles, the Eagles on defense are not as good as the Cowboys. I, I'll give you that, but I mean uh, Eagles pass rush, you know it's 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 up there as well. You know Fletcher Cox. Is one of the best. Players yeah, in the league. Brandon Graham. They still they still have some guys. They still have some guys. That's for um, sure. But yeah, both both secondaries lost some. Lost some. Both secondaries, you know, gained some. They uh, the Cowboys picked up uh, Trayvon Diggs. You know, yep. waiting to see waiting to see how good he is. Um, the Eagles obviously got rid got rid of Michael Jenkins, but they got Darius Slay. So. Uh, Anxious to see how this how that division shakes out for sure. Um, no, I agree. I, I, it's it's going to be exciting. I do agree with you that um, it's going to be a battle between the Eagles and the Cowboys because obviously Washington, you know, not even the Redskins anymore, which I find ridiculous. Yeah, by the, the way, football team, um, the fucking Washington football team, absolutely ridiculous. Um, that's another you know topic for another day. Um, that you know they're just they they're not even rebuilding. They're just absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> And then you have the Giants still rebuilding, so it's definitely going to be a battle between them. And whoever wins that battle is going to win the division. I have right. the Cowboys, you have the Eagles, but we'll have to see. Uh, moving on, yeah. the NFC West. Who do you have in the NFC West? I feel like the, the 49ers get it done again. I don't think you think so. I think the second team in there, Seahawks. You know they've get, they've gotten better on defense and stuff. We haven't talked about them at all. Um, with the signing of uh, or the trade for Jamal Adams, but I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, they just picked up Jamal Adams, like one of the best safeties in the league. Like I, but, I that's their Earl Thomas. Like Earl Thomas was pretty much they still have Bobby two Wagner. Players. They're two, they two different play styles. Yeah, they're totally, different totally type different. of play styles, but they're still at the same level at like you know talent wise at safety. You know what I'm saying? Like they filled that hole at safety. They're both they're both definitely all pro caliber for yes. sure. But yes. I feel like the 49ers are too good everywhere. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo Garoppolo is their their one weak link. And that's that, you know, he's better than, you know, half the the quarterbacks in the league almost. Um, Yeah, for sure. I would say he's a top 15 quarterback when healthy. Yeah, for sure. Um, That that, I I personally, I I also have the 49ers, but I think I think the Seahawks make the wild card. Um, And I, I, I definitely do think they give the 49ers a run for their money, but. Um, yeah, no, the 49ers are just so deep, um, offensively and, uh, defensively. Like, I know they lost Emmanuel Sanders, but, um, they just signed someone, didn't they? Um, they, they drafted a Brandon Ayuk in the first round from Arizona okay. State. Okay. Um, they might have a, uh, they signed Travis Benjamin. But, yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. He's a speed guy. Um, but Debo Samuel's looking for a, a big year. And uh, they still got. Oh, he's definitely going to get a big year, especially with uh, Kyle Shanahan. He's 100% going to get a big year. Um, But no, I think the 49ers are definitely um, 
primed to repeat in the Super Bowl, you know, go to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, but, they're, 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 yeah, they're just too talented everywhere. I, yeah, I feel like that, that's what's going to yeah. get them over the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the NFC North, who do you think wins the NFC North? I feel like, uh, you know, the Packers are going to get it done. I think Aaron Rodgers gets it done. Uh, I think the second team in there is the Vikings, but they just lost, you know, Spawn Diggs. They, they they never seem to be, you know, good teams. They have, the on end, paper, the they're, yeah, they're, again, they're like the paper champs. But, um, like, on paper, they're supposed to be really good. But then as the season plays out, they're not as good as they're supposed to be. No, they, I, they, I definitely yeah, they agree lost with that. Diggs, lost. Um, Everson Griffin. Yeah, Everson Griffin. And they uh, they got players getting older, you know. I don't – uh, yeah, Xavier Rhodes has deteriorated from like a couple years ago. A couple years ago, he was known as like the Rhodes close. You know what I'm saying? Like he was one of the best corners in the league. Now he's fucking garbage. Yeah, um, he, he definitely got uh, exposed last season a little bit. But uh, so, yeah. No, I I agree. Packers. I have the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers definitely gets it done. Um, especially with how last year went. You know, meshing with that new coach. Um, so this is going to be a second year. They're going to have more chemistry, more experience together. Um, and they have a solid roster overall. So I definitely definitely agree with that. But I think a sleeper team in that division is the Bears just because of their defense. Um, their defense is insane. And now they have Nick Foles. And Nick Foles isn't, you, think, you know. Yeah, you would think. They might start Trubisky. We don't know. We haven't seen anybody or anything. Well, them. well you have to realize Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy was in Kansas City when Nick Foles was in Kansas City. And when um, – when I think it was either Alex Smith or yeah, it was Alex Smith when he went down with like an injury for a couple games and Nick Foles stepped in as the backup. He had phenomenal numbers. Like I think he had one game where he had like 400 yards, three touchdowns. Um, and then another game where he had like another 300 yards, two touchdowns. Like he has, he has experience with Matt, Matt Nagy and like the chemistry is there. Um, and he fits well into like a Matt Nagy system. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say, yeah, so I, just, I, would, I would agree that Nick Foles is a better quarterback, but it's definitely going to be more of a competition than you're leading on there. I feel like uh, uh, Trubisky is, is still no, there. I'm they, not saying they, it's not going to be a want, competition. Like, I'm not just slating Trubisky him as the quarterback. Out, yeah. Mitchell Trubisky just came – I mean, even though his stats don't show that he was a Pro Bowler, you know, he just came off a Pro Bowl season. So, I mean – I agree with you, but I just – I don't know. I mean, Nick Foles – I have Nick Foles as a starting quarterback. It's definitely going to be a competition. I don't think, you know, they're just going to boom, put him in. But they traded for him, you know. They, they, they're they taking on his, his uh, contract for a reason. You feel me? So, I don't think they would take it on for no reason at all. Um, he has the experience in the playoffs. He actually beat them uh, not last – was it last year? No, no, it wasn't last year. It was the year before. He beat them in the playoffs. Um, he's won a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl MVP. You know what I mean? He has that experience. And they have a solid offense as well. Their offense isn't terrible. That's what's really been holding them back is a bad they, – they've had a bad quarterback for the past – I don't even know how long. Like, with, when they had Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler was solid. But he wasn't like, you know um, – he wasn't like a, a, a playoff phenom. But he was solid, you know. Like, he made a couple Pro Bowls. He had, like, a couple 4,000-yard seasons. Um but he was a he was a loose cannon, whereas Nick Foles, I mean, you know what you're gonna get with him. He's at least in the right system. You put him in the right system, you know what you're gonna get with him. He's a solid quarterback. He gets the job done. I mean, we right. saw with the Eagles the first two runs. You know, his first run 
with the Eagles, he stepped in for Michael Vick, had that in crazy touchdown interception ratio until Tom Brady beat it a couple years later. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, he had that phenomenal run the first time, went to the uh, NFC Championship the first time with the Eagles. Then the second time, he wins the Super Bowl um, with – and they pretty much had the same system running with him. And he has to be in an environment that he's comfortable with. You know, like he that's the only way that he succeeds, because when he went to the Rams, he didn't perform that well because he didn't know anybody with the Rams. And plus, he was he he was getting coached by Jeff Fisher. So and we all know Jeff Fisher is retarded. Um, yeah. And then with the Chiefs, you know, he was in a really good system. He performed really good as a backup quarterback. But then in Jacksonville, he was again was with nobody that he knew nobody that he was comfortable with so he underperformed and plus he got injured as well but I think now with the Bears you're going to see a a Nick Foles like an an Eagles-esque Nick Foles so I think I think they're a team that are going to be slept on but I think they're a team that you should watch out for they're dangerous because they have a top defense I would say they have a top five defense if not the best defense arguably um and they just need a good quarterback and Nick Foles with Matt Nagy He's going to be a good quarterback if he wins the job. So uh, that's a team to look out for. But, uh, no, I agree. I think the Packers definitely win the division. And that leads us to our last NFC division, the NFC South. And I think we already stated this earlier. We both agree that the Bucks are going to win the division. But the Saints, I, I, obviously. Not so, not so fast. I feel like I, I said that was going to be a, uh, you know, of a battle. And I'm leaning towards more of the Saints now. I feel like the Saints are going to win. Really? But I feel really? like both, both teams are going to have you know, double-digit wins. It's not like, you know, one team's oh, yeah, bad, yeah. one team's bad. Like, you know, they're yeah. both, both going to be in the playoffs. One's going to be wild card, one's going to be a division winner. I feel like the Saints actually, you know, edged that out, actually. But, I mean, uh, as far as the Bucks, you know, I almost see them getting further in the playoffs, if that makes any sense. It does, but, it does. You know, yeah. uh, I just feel like the Saints, you know, edge out the edge out that uh, division. Both teams are going to be phenomenal this season, for sure. Well, I guess I'm going to have to disagree with you. Oh, excuse me. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, no, I, I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. I just don't see how Tom Brady doesn't win the division, you know, with that roster that he has. Yes, they still need time to build chemistry, and I think they'll find that throughout the season. And, uh, I think they're gonna get the job done, win the division, get home field advantage in the playoffs, either the first or second seed. They're gonna get a bye, and then, you know, that's all she wrote. You know, if Tom Brady gets a bye, it's pretty much all she wrote. So, um, I don't know. I just we're gonna see a rejuvenated Tom Brady. We're gonna see a Tom Brady that is hungry. I can't wait. I, cannot um, wait. I just don't see how he doesn't win the division. But anyways, let's move on to the AFC. Let's start with you know. Uh, let's start. Actually, let's save our division for last. Let's start with the AFC South. Who do you have in the AFC South? I got you know the Texans winning. You got the Texans. Uh, you know the Titans. Titans are gonna be tough. I just feel like. Uh, Deshaun Watson gets it done this year. No, no, DeAndre I don't know. Hopkins too, man. No, I was gonna say I don't know, dude. He doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins. I but they, 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 they did get Brandon Cooks. Brandon huh? Cooks. They did get Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and they uh, did. Brandon Cooks is no DeAndre Hopkins. No, he's not. But I mean, he they did you know get a receiver that has multiple thousand yard seasons under his belt. He's a Pro Bowl yeah. caliber player. Yes, for sure. I agree with that. Um it's going to be interesting because now you have two deep threats and you have two speed guys and Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. So, um they're definitely going to have a different type of offense, but it's going to be exciting. Um so I'm excited to 
see how that plays out. But I just don't tough, see how yeah, tough opening a tech, tough opening schedule for the Texans too. Like they face the Chiefs and Ravens first two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's... they just choked against the Chiefs uh, last playoffs. Like they were up twenty four zero, and then just get dominated after that. They just get shit on. Like, and that really pissed me off too because I wanted the Texans to win that game. Like I was rooting for them. I actually picked them to win the game. Um, just because, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, even though I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan, I, I it's just like what the Titans did last year. Like they should, I wouldn't say they should on us cause we held them to, you know, they beat us by one point cause our offense literally couldn't do no, anything like anything. Um, but then they shit on the Ravens and they almost beat the chiefs and you know, the Texans, I mean, besides, like, the first quarter, like, they weren't even close to beating the Chiefs, so. Yeah, I just don't feel like the Titans really upgraded. They downgraded, really. They got rid of um, Jarrell Casey. and uh, Really? Nothing, really? For, I didn't hear about that. I did not I mean, hear about that. They got rid of Jarrell Casey for, like, a sixth-round pick. Jarrell Casey's on the, the Broncos now, um, but. Oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. And, uh, you know, they still got Ryan Tannehill. You know, he's not the best quarterback, but he's definitely, you know. He's proved that he deserves somebody, a starting spot in this league. Somebody who can go into a game, you know, win you a game, but he's not going to. He's a game he's manager. Not, he's he's, he's a game manager, you. but he makes big throws. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, they lost Jack Conklin, obviously. He's going he's going to the Browns. Um, yeah, that was, was actually, yeah. I just feel like uh, you know, they got a first-round tackle on Isaiah Wilson. We'll see how he pans out from Georgia, but uh, – Isaiah Wilson is very, very good. Um, I, me, as an avid Georgia fan, I can definitely vouch for Isaiah Wilson. Um, he's, I, I thought he was one of the best tackles, if not the best tackle in the draft. Um, but, yeah, like you said, we'll have to see. I Honestly, for me, it really depends on how Derrick Henry plays this season. If he has another season like last season, they win the division. If he doesn't, then the Texans win the division. But, um you know, even with Jack Conklin gone, Isaiah Wilson will be able to fill those shoes. Now, do I think he'll be as good as Jack Conklin? No, but I think he'll be able to start, and I think he'll be really good. And, and you know, besides Jack Conklin, they still have a top-tier offensive line, like top five, top ten, easy. And uh, that's what Derrick Henry needs to succeed. So as long as they stay healthy, I think he's going to have another phenomenal year. Um, and I think, I think that, you know, they're going to win the division. Because of that, because teams, are, te- teams, teams are going to try to game plan for Derek and some games they are not just they're just bleh, they're not going to be able to stop him. And in some games when they do, I think Ryan Tannehill will be able to take over, you know, spread the ball out, you know, and, uh, you know, win them games because he can. He, I mean, last season he he was, I want to say, seven and three as a starter for them going into the playoffs. So he can win them games. There's no doubt about that. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I don't disagree with the Texans pick. I think that's definitely the safer pick. Um, but I'm being a little bold. I think the Titans can definitely win the division as long as Derrick Henry plays like he did last season or remotely close to what he did last season. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll really have to see. Um, moving on, the AFC North. Uh, I mean, if you have anything but the Ravens in that, I feel like uh, you're – you're, You're pretty ignorant, and you don't want yourself football. there. Then yeah. Steelers, Steelers, you know, falling to shambles. Big Ben's so old, you know. They only, and you know, the Ravens just too tough. They've upgraded one of the best. They, they've upgraded on defense. They've upgraded on offense. They've upgraded everywhere. In in a 
and a team that was, you know, had a first round bye. You know, that that team wasn't bad. You know, it was one of the best rosters already. They have the reigning MVP. Yeah. I wasn't talking more about him. You know, you know my stance on Lamar Jackson. I know your stance on Lamar Jackson. Yes, he, he's a great. But I think you you have to take you have to take it account though. He, they have the reigning MVP. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking about a regular season in a regular season quarterback. You know, he's going to do really good in the regular season. You know, I keep saying regular season. Yeah, well, right now, right now, we're just yeah, right now we're just talking <laughs> about regular season. Yeah, so, so uh, they easily win the division. Um, I'm anxious to see their wide receivers though. Who's going to yes. step up? Who's going to be the number one? Yes, they I don't agree. even need. They don't even need you know a true number one with that rushing attack that they have. But I mean, they yeah, with Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, they got J.K. Uh, Dobbins from Ohio State. Yep, J.K. You know, Dobbins, Gus the Bus, Gus they Edwards, got one of the best running backs in the league, Lamar Jackson. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but and uh, they have yeah. a really good O line. Like it, it, it's going to be really, really interesting to see. Yeah, I like I like um, the uh, DJ Fluker pickup. They got DJ Fluker from the from the Seahawks. That was uh, yeah. That was yeah. It's a big, yeah. big mauler and a big mauler offense. Somebody you know, running, running offense. That's a big. That's a big guy right there. I really like him in the middle of the line. They still got Orlando Brown and Ronnie Stanley, two of the best tackles in the league. You know, and uh, yeah, I really like the roster this year uh, for the regular season. Great regular season team with a great regular <laughs> season quarterback. I think. I think depending on how Lamar Jackson, you know, if we see any improvements. In his passing this year, which obviously last year he made big strides. Um, he did definitely he did. He definitely got better. But I mean, you're not, you know, what you're going to get with Lamar Jackson. He's never going to be Tom Brady. You know, no, never, well, never, no, no one, no one is saying that he will be Tom Brady. No I'm one not, is I'm ever going like to that, be that, Tom Brady. That caliber. Of, I'm talking about that style of play. He's never going to be in the pocket, you know, passing. Right no, he, he, no, he, but even if he was, you're using him to his not to his benefit advantage. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You gotta use. You're not Jackson utilizing Lamar his skills. Plays. Yeah, it's just so I know what you're saying. That, that, well, that it, it really depends. It really depends because he he made a, a really big effort last season to improve on his passing. So I mean, who knows? Maybe we will see. Uh, I mean, obviously he's gonna run the ball. That's what he's best at. But we might see a more like calm and uh, a veteran version of Lamar Jackson. You know, that is able to make bigger throws and is able to make tighter and cleaner throws, you know. If he's able to work on his mechanics, I think he, he has potential to be good in the playoffs. Um, but as of right now, you know, what we've seen from last year, he's going to do really well in the regular season, like you said. But, well, I mean, we'll have to see come playoff time. Come, bleh, come playoff time. But, yeah, no, if you don't have the Ravens winning the division, you're very ignorant and you don't watch football and you don't know anything about football. Uh, moving on to the AFC West, who do you have in the AFC West? Uh, I think this is also a given. Yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs, easy. But I think the, I feel I feel like people are sleeping on the Chargers. They're not giving the Chargers roster and that team really a chance. Um, I the feel Chargers. Like, I feel yeah. like the Chargers are definitely a wild card team this season. I was gonna say they're they're definitely a wild card team, and they might take a game off the Chiefs. But I, there's no way that they have one of the best. No way, huh? The- they have one of the best rosters in the league, like surrounding. Oh, hands down, hands down. I mean, they they have Tyrod Taylor. Their only weakness is that quarterback, really. But Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he won. He 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 brought the Bills to the playoffs and almost beat the Jaguars when the Jaguars went to the AFC Championship that year. Like he he brought them out of the playoff drought by himself, pretty much. I mean, obviously they had a good defense, but offensively, like, it was pretty much just him because Shady McCoy was 
he was like you, just you know given, spotty you just that year. Starting the starting job to Tyrod already. You know, you know, yeah, like, no, they have. Like they, Justin well, Herbert. The Chargers, the Chargers said they they've come out and openly said that Tyrod is going to be their starter for week uh, one. I don't believe that for a second that you know he's going to start more than four games. You know, Justin Justin Herbert's definitely. You don't draft somebody in the six six overall pick to you know set behind Tyron Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe for uh, a year. Maybe for a year. I mean, I mean, yeah, they, they want him to be their franchise quarterback, but you know, not everything like you know happens immediately. You know, he's not going to be he's not going to be um, trying to think of the best example. He's not going to be. Um, He's not going to be like an Andrew Luck, you know. You draft him with like a top five, number one overall pick, you know, and then he instantly starts and makes an impact, you know. Like not everybody, not every quarterback is going to be like that. Um, but you know, some some need time to develop, even if it's just for a couple games. Like I think that's the smarter move, you know. You're going with a veteran who has playoff experience, who's won games, who's uh, you know been in the league for a while. Um, where Justin Herbert, you know, he's played at the college level. He was really good at the college level, but again, it's college, and o- offenses are completely different in college or in the NFL. And same with defenses as well, and schemes as well. So, um, but yeah, I do, I do think, I, I, I think that, um, you know, depending on how Tyrod plays, if he plays like he did with the Browns, then he might, he might be able to. Um, or he might get benched, but well, I mean, we'll have to see. But besides quarterback, their roster, like you said, is really, really good. So, um, but I, I, if you don't have the Chiefs winning the division, you're just crazy. Like, you know, the reigning Super Bowl champions, you know, you have the best quarterback in the league right now in Patrick Mahomes. Um, their offense is insane. Um, their defense improved drastically throughout the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just, you know, you just got to be retarded to not have the Chiefs. Uh, but moving on, the final division, you know, last but certainly not least, the AFC East. Who do you have in that division? I know this is going to seem biased, obviously, so that gives away my answer already. But okay. um, I know a lot of people like the Bills. A lot of people, everybody that I've talked to likes the Bills in this division. I'm telling you right now. That a Josh Allen led team is not beating Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I'm just saying that right now. The Patriots win this division. Surprisingly, they have nine, ten wins, win the division. And the Bills had the double digit wins last season. But um, I just feel like the Patriots win this division. They're too well coached. I feel like they're gonna, their, roster, their uh, offense is going to look totally different. And uh, we still have, you know, the best secondary in the league, uh, good all-around defense. The linebackers are the only weakness, really. I mean, the Pats rush a little bit, but we got young guys in the front seven. Hopefully they show up. But I just feel like the Pats take this, take this division over the Bills. Um, I don't know if I can agree with you on that one. I mean, we just saw Josh Allen lead, you know – Lead the Bills to the playoffs. They had ten wins. Um, I mean, how many times to beat the Patriots? That, that's a Tom Brady Patriots team. We're, oh, we're looking at a completely God. different team. We're looking at a completely different team this year. Like I said, uh, uh, granted, this might be a safer pick, uh, but the Bills roster, man, their defense, their defenses, like 
phenomenal. Their defense is, is really fucking good, like, all the way. Like, front seven, they have pass rush. They have the secondary, especially the secondary. Don't even get started on their secondary. Um, it's like I, I, I just don't know how they – like, I, on paper, they're, they're supposed to win the division, and I just can't bet against them winning the division. But I do understand, and I can – like, I'm not ruling out the fact that the Patriots could win the division with, like, nine or ten games. But I just don't see it happening. I think the Bills win 11 games this season. They go one win better. They improve by one win. They win the division. Um, and I think Josh Allen has a Pro Bowl year this year. Um, I think he improves even more than he did last year. And last year he improved from the year before, obviously. Um, their offensive line is even better than last year. It's healthy. Um, they just got Stephon Diggs. I mean, it, I mean, St- Stephon Diggs is your number one. It's pretty solid, you know. Like I know he was a number two in uh, Minnesota, but he he has the talent to be a number one, and we're gonna see that in this following year. Um, but you did, you did, you know, um, you did make some points, you know. Uh, Bill Belichick, he, 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 Bill Belichick's not gonna want to lose the division, you know. Like that's not his goal, and he makes shit happen with like you know a pretzel and some cheese like you know he's he he's able to he's able to make nothing into something so um i mean we'll have to see though we really will and that's that's what i like about this season because there's uncertainty with almost anything you know like with the whole corona shadow like uh clouding over the league you know like there's there's so much uncertainty this year like you don't know what's gonna happen like yes you can predict that the Chiefs and the 49ers go back to the Super Bowl. But realistically, I mean, we don't know. Who knows? Maybe the, Buc- the Bucks will go to the Super Bowl, you know? Maybe maybe the Chargers do better than the Chiefs this year, you know? I mean, that's that's what I love about football in general. But this year in particular is special, you know? It's right. very like special. Like no preseason. There's no preseason. So everybody's going into the season healthy. Right. I feel like uh, that's why, you know, it's way more unpredictable than basketball. You know, basketball – you know, you know, you know the Lakers and Clippers. We knew at the start of the season, you know, Lakers, Clippers. Those, if everybody stays healthy, those are the teams. And the, you know, those are the teams at the, at the end. You know, um, you know, LeBron James is going to be there. You know, but the but the but the new faces everywhere in the NFL is just so much uncertain. I feel I'm really excited for this uh, NFL season, for sure. There's uh, a lot of contenders now. A lot of contenders. You know, from the Bucks. You know, the Saints could obviously make a push. They make a push every year. The Ravens. What's Lamar Jackson going to do in the playoffs? You know, and Pat Mahomes, can he repeat? You know, it's it's, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. I think it's going to be very exciting. Um, but. Hey, guys. Yeah, sorry for the unexpected interruption, but this is going to conclude today's podcast. We were going to go in depth about uh, some UFC talk, but. Sadly, the recording that we had for um, the UFC part of the podcast was deleted, so this is where I'm just going to cut the podcast short. Um, Next week, next Thursday, Dalton and I will be talking uh, more about the UFC, and, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the NBA, you know, with the playoffs. We'll go more in depth because I know we didn't break it down too much, and then we'll talk uh, a little bit more about the NFL, um, and then maybe some MLB as well with uh, everything that's going on. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll focus a little more, uh, with the UFC next week because I wanted to talk about it today, but you know, the recording just got deleted. So, um, but for those of y'all that enjoy, um, I appreciate you guys listening. 
Um, you know, I'm sorry for the big hiatus, but uh, Dalton and I will be back next week. And also just to let you know that Dalton Austin will be my new co-host for the show. So it won't just be my podcast. It will also be his. Um, you know, he's going to be recording with me. So I hope you guys enjoy this new episode. You know, it's uh, something a little different. Um, and hopefully we can get more guests on him and I, you know, some, you know, some of our friends or, you know, any fans that, you know, want to get on, you know, talk, ask questions, stuff like that. But, uh, thank you guys for listening and, uh, we'll see you next week.